What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. And as promised, I kept it a secret for long enough. For the guys who have been listening, for everybody who's been listening for a while, you remember we had the wonderful gentleman to my right on the podcast about a year ago, Mr. Travis Swaggerty, is here joining the Locked On Pirates podcast. And before we get started, Travis, thank you all for making me your first listen of the day every single day. Here on the Locked On Podcast Network, I almost forgot. I said it three times and still almost forgot what podcast network I'm on. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at Locked On Pirates. And you can see Travis's Twitter now over here. And the last time we had you on, Travis, we did not have YouTube. So now everybody gets to see you in uh, what is his at-home custom gym that he made himself. So, uh, Travis, how are you doing today, man? Man, I can't complain. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in South Mississippi, so there can't you complain go. one bit. Awesome. Well, hopefully, uh, here in the next couple of uh, weeks, you'll be uh, getting to Pittsburgh, getting to Florida for spring training. But before we get started, how's the offseason treated you? How's everything been uh, since the season ended? I believe you were in Altoona for most of the year, right? And then you moved up a little bit to Indianapolis. Uh, how's the offseason been treating you so far? Yeah, so I got two weeks' worth of AAA time in Indianapolis and dislocated my shoulder had shoulder surgery my non-throwing shoulder for everyone who wants to know that um yeah I got surgery in June and it's a four to six month recovery so um you know I started hitting in about November at the five month mark and since then it's been smooth sailing I mean I rehabbed the whole time and my off season has been relatively normal uh, based on the recovery time and then you know, how long I've had after that. So I feel pretty good right now. I feel strong. Swing feels great. Arm feels great. So I'm just ready to get things going. Oh, yeah, of course. And I think a lot of us are getting ready to get things going as well. And uh, one of the biggest things that happened to you since we've last had you on, of course, uh, for those that don't know, Travis did get married. He has a newborn, all that good stuff. Oh, clearly way bigger than baseball. But congratulations to you, sir, on all of that. That was very fun to see. Uh, kind of grow a little bit after that. I was like, wow, this man's like growing right up in front of my eyes. Um, but what was the call like? <laughs> Uh, when you got that uh, notification or call or text message that you were on the 40-man roster for the Pittsburgh Pirates? Yeah, I was actually on the way um, to the hunting camp, actually. So the deadline was, I, I believe, 5 p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. And Ben Sherrington called me at like 4.50 or 4.55. So I'm driving there, still stressing out. I'm like, I haven't heard anything all day. Like, what is going on? And then he called me and, you know, congratulated me and, um, it was a great phone call. I mean, didn't it, getting to hear that after, you know, missing all year with that shoulder injury, like it was definitely uh, good for me, good for my confidence and uh, for me to build it up moving forward. You know, it feels good to be protected and and uh, looked at as one of the higher end guys that can uh, crack the big leagues this year. So. Oh, yeah, of course. And I always like to ask uh, when I have the players or anybody from the organization, uh, what's it like talking to Ben? He seems like a really interesting guy to have a conversation with. Uh, are those conversations usually pretty fun? Is he kind of like the, you know, like kind of giddy up guy or is he just kind of just like straight to the point business kind of guy? Um, I would say he's more the straight to the point business guy, but he's a super normal guy. Like he's super easy to mm-hmm. talk to. Like it doesn't feel like, you know, you're talking to your boss you know, yeah. you're talking to Ben. So. Um, he's a really good guy, and, and he's got this organization going in the right direction. So uh, I've loved working with him so far, and I have no complaints. 
Oh yeah, and you are a big reason why uh, that or the organization as well is going in a big direction. Hopefully, here in the next couple of years, or even going into this year. Um, and you mentioned that the off season, of course, you had the rehab, pretty normal for you as well. But what kind of parts of your game were you really focusing on this off season, and where are you looking for improving heading into this twenty twenty two season? Um, you know, for me, it was just mainly getting healthy. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to to work on things when you don't feel 100 percent, you know. So it's the whole focus of this offseason is to really was to really just get healthy, number one, and then kind of find the feels again. You know, I, when I got hurt, I was I was feeling really good. And, you know, I've spent the last few months just searching for similar feels to how, how well I felt back then. So it's mainly just getting my body back, like my body awareness back and feeling everything sync up and then keeping everything on defense and, and my throwing crisp. So it's just mainly fine-tuning things. There's not really any drastic changes that need to be made. Um, it's just keeping everything together and, and, and fine-tuning the little things day by day. So it seems like one day I'd be hitting and one thing would feel weird, and then the next day something else would feel weird. So it's just, just kind of bringing it all together. Oh, yeah, and what's that like? I mean, a lot of people might not understand, like, with your – like with hitting a baseball and especially your batting stance and everything even the little like most minor thing can make the whole uh the whole process feel off so what's that like you know kind of just fine-tuning and constantly changing even the most small things about your batting stance or how you play in general well hitting is a diminishing skill so it's you know it feels like for me if i don't hit in two or three days i feel completely different than i did you know the last time i hit Mm -hmm. so um i think for me just uh, there's not really much to say. I mean, just like the feel of, I mean, I'm 24 now, so like there's not necessarily anything big that needs to change. It's just kind of feeling the same thing over and over, the repetitions and trying to just adjust off of that or how my body feels that day. Um, but I mean, I, I video a lot and I watch a lot and I'm like, well, my swing looks the same right here than it did two days ago. But why was I smashing balls two days ago and today I suck? I don't know what's going on. Um, so it's just like the smallest little thing. So it's just, just being on time and keeping everything in sync and together and then just letting everything go after that. Oh, and a shout out, by the way, too. I noticed when you leaned up a little bit, I see the jacket was an Adidas jacket. You got to go with the three stripe brand sometimes. Right. got to love Adidas. Absolutely. Um, Oh, yeah, of Absolutely. course. And moving on from all this stuff that you've been improving on this offseason as, uh, off as well, 2022 appears to be a big year for you. Of course, we already mentioned that you got the 40-man roster spot, which usually means you're probably going to end up making that jump to the major league level, which I fully expect you to do. I really am like one of the bigger guys. If you ask anybody that listens to this podcast ever, if you ever do, I'm very high on you as an outfielder. Uh, but moving on from that, though, what can we expect from you this year and from Travis Swaggerty even past this year? Uh, you're going to make it hard for me to be humble with that kind of question. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you are a pretty you know, humble the, guy. The goal is to get to the big leagues. Yes. Yeah, the goal is to get to the big leagues and, and stay there. You know, I, no one wants to be the guy that, that goes up to the big leagues and then goes up and down from AAA and back up and down. Um, I'm trying to get paid. You know, i got a family to support, and – the money in the big leagues is a hell of a lot better than it is in AAA. So I'm just trying to get there and stay there and become an everyday piece in the lineup, you know, and I I feel like I can bring um, gold glove caliber defense out there, wherever, wherever it may be in the outfield. Um, And then, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, at least, you know, I could find my way up at the top of the lineup where I I feel like I'm going to stick in the long run. So uh, that's the goal. 
you know, just to be there and stay there. Oh, yeah. And do you have any guys currently on the uh, MLB roster that you kind of, you know, look up to or kind of fine tool your game around on the Pirates roster? Do you have any of those specific guys that you kind of look at every day and you're like, yeah, I could what he's doing right now is looking good. Um, I think the easy one would be Brian Reynolds, um, mm-hmm. you know, him being an outfielder, number one. And then, you know, he started in the all-star game, you know, so like that's that's really easy to look up to. And uh, he's a super humble guy. Mm-hmm. and uh, getting to just watch him work during spring training last year was a treat. And uh, he, he goes about his business very professionally, and, you know, I, I would try to model how I conduct my business like he does. So, I mean, he's he's a pretty easy role model to have if it comes oh, yeah. to the, the Pirates right now. And I'd say that'd be a pretty fun outfield to see uh, Brian Reynolds and Travis Swaggerty manning things out there in PNC every day. And speaking of, too, obviously you've been in the minors in the system for a while. Uh, what teammates or coaches have you kind of, you know, looked up to? Who's helped you out a lot and kind of helped you turn into the player that you already are now and the player that you hope to be moving forward? Oh, that's, that's a good question because there's so many teammates that, you know, I, we, we rallied together. Um, I mean, but it seems like every outfield that I've been in, you know, we've all been one unit. So I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say necessarily one particular teammate because um, I love them all. You know, yeah. I, I'm not going to say one's better than the other. I love them all. But if I had to say a coach, a particular coach that has helped me the most, I would say John Nunnally, mm-hmm. who a lot of hitters would, would agree with me. Um, just the way he, he goes about his business, the way he teaches um, the way he also keeps it loose with us in the cage, like he's just he's just a fun guy to hit with. And when you're having fun in there, it's it's a lot easier to, you know, get back to the basics and and really focus on what you're doing and just just have fun. At the end of the day, it's about having fun. Oh, yeah, of course. And I mean, hey, when you have a name like yours, I think I've definitely spoken on this a couple times. A name like yours is going to stick pretty easily to the Pirates fan base. A lot of people already appreciate the fact that your name I literally so. has the word swag in it. <laughs> I, I hope mean, so. Yeah. Maybe some some T-shirt designs will come out in the future. You know, we'll see. Yeah, we could have a Pittsburgh Clothing Company. They follow this podcast. I think they might listen to it too. I'm sure they could come up with something or two. Um, and of course, uh, you know, had to get into all the fun stuff as you mentioned. But as of right now, uh, right now our Twitter handle is still locked out pirates uh, because of all that stuff going on with the CBA. And I always like to try to gauge where the players are because at the end of the day, as a fan. For me, I get to watch you guys play every day. I get to analyze, talk, all that fun stuff. I get to talk about whatever. But for you guys, this directly impacts a player like you, especially because you've been in the minor leagues for so long and you're about to be making this jump to Major League Baseball and everything. What are your thoughts on how the CBA negotiations have gone and what are some things that you would like to see move forward with the game of baseball to make it better? Well, I'm sure you're just as impatient as I am. Mm-hmm. You know, for us to get back to baseball, um, you know, especially me being hurt. You know, I've been and COVID. I've I've been out of the game a long time. It feels like so. I'm just ready to get back to it. But without the CBAs going, um, you know, the players really are trying to make everything better for us. You know, when it comes to the the rookie minimum going up and the service time manipulation and all that, they're they're just trying to benefit the player as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the owners are obviously going to try to make as much money as they can. I'm, I I would assume. Um, but I've kind of stayed out of the loop on that. I'm just trying to focus on getting ready, you know, and I, I feel like most players right now that are that are uh, sitting at home right now are just trying to stay as ready as possible. So I'm ready if the call comes tomorrow. I'm ready if the call comes in a month. 
Um, I just know whenever the call comes that the union has my best interest in mind. And that's that's a good feeling to have. So I know they're going to take care of me and everybody else. So that that's what I'm looking forward to is just them finally getting a deal done and and at least moving in the right direction. You know, there's so many different things on the CBA that they want to change. The players do. And obviously the owners are going to not going to want to change them all. But I, I think just get changing a few of them in our benefit would would be a huge win for us. So you know, maybe revisit some of the other ones we couldn't get this time at the next CBA. But, um, I mean, it's looking good right now, so we'll see. Well, that's good to hear that it's looking good. I'm sure you probably have an inside track I on think how it's looking good. going. I think oh, it's looking good. Oh, he thinks it does. I was going to say, say it sounds like you had an inside stuff, track the for stuff that they're <laughs> the, the stuff that they're negotiating about um, sounds good for me. You know, yes, the, but... the, minimum, the minimum salary going up, that, that's good for me. Yeah, at you the know, end of the I day, Travis just wants to get paid. Money than I would. Yeah, at the end of the day, like you said, Sorry, you just hey. want to get paid. I mean, hey, that's what we all want, right? That's it. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's also, it. too, I was going to mention, I see your Twitter handle now, and I might have just now realized this. Um, I was going to ask you what kind of jersey number you'd like to wear for the Pirates. And seeing the number 21 uh, on there right now, I don't know if you'd want to wear Not 21. available. Not available. Not available. So uh, could we see 12 um, possibly be a thing? I, I love number 12, but I, I think I think on the roster right now, I had number 50, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with because Mookie Betts is 50, and, and he's obviously the man. So I'm okay with, with being number 50. But I think normally the way the Pirates do it is you just you get your number. Like mm-hmm. when you're a rookie or you just get put on the 40-man, you haven't been in the big leagues. Like you just you, whatever your number is in spring training, that's what it is. And then once you – get in the big leagues and then the following year you can you can change your number but if i had to choose i would choose either 12 or 5 i don't know why i've always loved number 5 uh i think but i'm pretty sure don kelly is number 12 and he wore number 12 in the big leagues so i would never try to take it from him yeah but, well uh, um... 12 is a is a big one for me just cuz my daughter was born on the 12th my wedding anniversary on the 12th my wife's birthday is on the 12th, which is in two days. So that's a big one for me. Oh, yeah. Of so course. if I had to I'm, choose, I would choose 12. I mean, 12 would be an interesting number as well. And, I mean, hey, it looks like you have a lot of ties to it. Uh, the last guy, or one of my favorite Pittsburgh Pirates players of all time, Josh Harrison, actually wore number five. So I would be fun to see number five be worn. I just, you know, I like to have the inside track on what number you might find because I might have to cop a Travis Swaggerty jersey pretty soon. Never that's know. Right. Oh yeah, number five it, is such a good number, and it seems like somebody different wears it every year. I'm I'm surprised someone hasn't just stuck with it, but yeah, I besides mean, it, Josh, after Josh, it feels like it's somebody different every year. It has been, I believe. Uh, Michael Perez has it now. If I'm not, or I might have that wrong. I That's don't know. Right. There's so many numbers. No, there's, you're right. You know, Michael Perez had it last year. Yeah, I was gonna say there's so many numbers on MLB rosters. It's so hard to keep up with. Honestly, I'm waiting for us to get triple digits it soon. Is. Um, but any final thoughts or words that you have to the Locked On Pirates Nation as you've come back this year, and also as well as just to Pirates fans in general, and just anybody interested in the career arc of Travis Waggerty? Well, I would say, in the spirit of this podcast, keep your eyes locked on the Pirates in the next couple of years, because the way that Ben Charrington and and the rest of his regime have structured everything and the trades that they've made, um, the future is bright. If you look at the guys that are in the minor leagues right now, 
that are knocking on the door. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot more talent here now than there was five years ago. So I would just keep your eyes peeled and, and, and get ready for a bright future. Nice, and man. That comes for everybody. Awesome. And also, thank you, by the way. Uh, thank you for the plug. I liked how you uh, worded that a little bit. Be locked on to the Pirates. That was on the fly. That was completely on the fly. Well, guess, hey, guys, I can already start uh, something now. Travis is a fly and swaggy guy. There you go. We can start chanting that, too, right. whenever he gets to Bingo. PNC, starts hitting bombs into the Allegheny. But, Travis, thank you so much, man. It's always a pleasure having you on. Hopefully, maybe we can get you on during the year. I know you're a super busy guy, especially during the season as well, let alone the off season. But it's always fun having you on. Uh, tell some of your teammates, man. Tell them to come talk to me. We always like having the guys on the podcast, you know. Just slide them over, you know, slide them over here. That's right. The power of the retweet button will make the, it happen. Sounds good. I appreciate it, man. Well, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Travis, of course, would not be here if he didn't appreciate you guys as well. Of course, you guys can follow this podcast on Twitter at Locked on Pirates. You can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan, and you could follow Travis at TSwaggerty underscore 21. Again, sir, thank you so much for coming on as always. Hopefully, the at-home gym is getting the getting the gains up there, man. I don't know where you're at, if you have a weight goal or anything, but you look great either way. You said you, you're feeling good. You look thank good. You. Everything's working out. So, guys, thank you so much. We will be back at you tomorrow with a crossover episode with Locked on Cardinals host Lucas Smith. But until then, I will see you on the flip side.